Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and the downs of the video game world. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. However, if you want to support our grassroots independent endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital and join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket. On this edition, I'm joined once again, by the reigning FGL Grand Prix winner, winner, it's the resident referee, it's Logan. How's it going? Yeah, good. Concerned that I'm about a third through my coffee already. We haven't even started. Well, we have technically well, now started, but up until that point, I was just looking at it thinking, mm, is it going to last a distance, which is a concern? It probably won't. Mine's normally gone quickly, mm. but... You know, I just had a sip there as, as the intro was playing in, and it's not as hot as I anticipated. So, the sort of sixty <laughs> seconds I get to drink it at a decent temperature is ticking away, and that's that. I do. This is this is only for video watchers, I guess, or listeners. I guess you you're watching, mm. aren't you? If you're watching on YouTube, although some yeah, people both. listen on YouTube, they like have the app. Uh, they pay mm. for YouTube Premium. And they just you listen as a podcast, which is fine. But if you uh, are watching, I am showing Logan the size of this Grand Prix trophy that cool. I finally got for him off of Parky. I mean, it's the, the blur, unfortunately, is sort of ruining yeah. the effect, so perhaps I shouldn't have done that. But that'll be coming his way very shortly. Took longer than I thought to get it. Parky's got his belt, so all the hardware's been handed out that needs to be. Actually, Adkins has not got his quiz shield. Um, a sloppy from him. I mean, he lives around the corner from me. Yeah, yeah, but right. so do I. To be fair. True, but I could, I, if needed to, I could walk to Adkins. Yeah. I could yeah, walk to true. yours in theory, but there's a death trap unless you cut yeah, for you, the, cut for those lime fields, then you get mud on your shoe. So you, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you don't want to be walking down that that non-pavemented bit of road that separates us. That really annoys me. That it's just not just a just something there. Like it's three quarters of that road is has got a bit of pavement. And the last. Quarter yeah, of it. That, the they, key bit as well, yeah. the bit round the nest bend where yes. you really want to be, really can't see, and you want to be protected by some sort of pavement. It goes nah. And to be honest, I'm not sure you would be protected. The way people drive down that road, they'll be up <laughs> yeah. on that pavement if it gets put in. So you'll probably get run down anyway. But it's yeah, just very true. At least you know you can't. I, I would. This is the wrong thing to say, but if you're walking on the road where there's no pavement. You're about 40% at fault if something happens. I know that's not the law. By <laughs> no. law, you're allowed to do it. But I think you're, you're running an unnecessary risk, in my view, by doing I always that. remember like, when I used to get pissed up some nights, I missed the bus because, as yeah. we know, the bus is to and from... Um, like finish at like eight o'clock on like a week like a weekend or whatever so yeah. you're bollocks you have to get the train back and walk back yeah and then the amount of times i walked down there and i was literally i just have to get my phone and just put either put on like the led or whatever or anything yeah. just so that there's some sort of Light. i'm here because it is literally pitch black it is an absolute death trap but yeah, yeah you're right i do always still get worried i've hit many an animal down there but cool. not um, yeah, I've run over a rabbit going down there before. I'm sure it was a rabbit. That weren't pleasant. No, um, no. And I've hit a cat 
as well. That's the worst. Silly isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I nearly hit, not nearly hit one. One did run out at me down that road. Mm. Um, luckily, just, I mean, it ran at a really random time. Like, there's another car coming the other way. And yeah. I was like, it's not really timed that well, but it got away with it. But mm. literally 30 yards before that, there was a poor dead fox in the road. It just been yeah. clowned into. So, not good, for, not good for wildlife either. And, and I must say, that particular route is avoidable. It's just much longer if you take the other way, which mm. is completely safe. Yeah. You can yeah. Cut, you can... No, my luck, I'd do that. I'd go like, down, down the, the high street or something. Yeah. yeah. No, there you go. And get taken out there. Anyway, local mm. geographic and road issues for the small town. Well, actually, South End's a city now. It is a city. Yeah. Lots of different city status. villages and towns off that where we reside, where we can. Logan, I'm going to ask you this question and see if you've learned anything over these yeah. past few weeks. What is <laughs> what is the undisputed best way to start a podcast? Delay news. Delay or news. The one that we haven't figured out yet, which or is the brought forward news. Brought brought forward news. Not quite. Doesn't quite roll the tongue. McWomble, the bastard, hasn't come up with anything clever. I think he realised that as an impossible task. Tricky, isn't it? It is tricky. So I maybe won't hold that against him. But yeah, it is delay news. Mm. And I don't know. It seems early to be delaying stuff into next year, is what I'd say. But, you know, transparency <laughs> is always the best policy. Telltale Games has delayed The Wolf Among Us 2 mm. until 2024. Announced last February and previously due to arrive this year, the game is now scheduled for release in 2024. Quote, we've made the difficult decision to to delay The Wolf Among Us 2 out of 2023. We started work on this in 2020, and we're still determined to tell the ongoing story of Bigby and the rest of of the Fable Town gang. However, it is going to require more time. As disappointed as you are hearing this, we feel worse having to say it. Well, of course you feel worse because you ain't getting paid until that gets released. So that's more money in the hole, isn't it? Essentially, every day that ticks by, it's an extra bit of cash that has to be rolled out. We're committed to delivering the sequel fans deserve and doing what's right for the game while protecting the health of our team. So obviously you've got to get in that level of... that it's for the team. You know, we don't like teams being overworked and crunching and whatnot, which is fair enough. Mm. Um... Games generally seem to take longer these days anyway. I mean, the, the, the release calendars show that, and uh, that's due to complexity, but I do think there's more cognizant thoughts going into not working people to the bone and trying to kill them off. But the reason why this is relevant to us, as usual, is because it isn't a Grand Prix team. Mr. Salmon, unfortunately, will be looking to transfer that out if he's got any sense, not for me to decide whether he should or shouldn't do that. But, yeah... I mean, what do you think of this? Simply because we're in March, the opening week of March, and they're saying, well, it ain't coming this year, it'll come next year. It makes you wonder what was even occurring to start with. And, like, should they just kept their mouth shut or was they just getting ahead of the gamer and saying, it ain't coming till next year? It gives them basically, I mean, that could give them almost two years, if you think about it. At the end of 2024, they'd still be in target for that. So that's a load of, that's 18 months, isn't it? I was literally just thinking, right? Because um, obviously there was the whole palaver of what happened with Telltale mm. sort of a number of years ago, back in like 2018, 19, wasn't it? Um, and they basically binned it all off, if I'm right. And then someone bought them. Yeah. And I and I, uh, I thought at that point, right, that's all dead. Yeah. I mean, I think 
I don't. Uh, to be honest, I don't know much around what they're doing. But I remember the last stuff I played of theirs, and mm. I was like, "We need to be sorting. Like this is aged now. Like yeah. this, they, they need to be bringing this forward a bit." And you got the benefit of the doubt in 2012. Yeah, but like, can you release that 10, 13, 14 years later? Like, is <laughs> no. can you get away with it? And I'm not sure you can. So I think I'm always a bit concerned at the telltale, not the style. But that engine that they were running, mm. I was kind of like, I don't want them just to build more stuff using that same old shitty engine. <coughs> um, and I've just gone back and I was thinking, what have they actually done since 2018? And the answer is nothing. <laughs> like they, <laughs> they finished up. off that. They finished off The Walking Dead. So if you remember yeah. when it all went to pot, everyone was going, "Oh, but we're not going to get the ending." We'll finish yeah. it. We'll finish it. it. Don't worry about it. Skybound so came in and helped him, I think. Yeah. So essentially, this is their kind of first new project under this new banner of LCG, who yeah. bought out Telltale. But everything else, it says Untitled Game of Thrones sequel, cancelled. Yep. Untitled Stranger Things game, cancelled. Yep. Untitled project, cancelled. And then Wolf Among Us 2 was originally cancelled, restarted under LCG. Yep. And now that's been delayed. And you think, well, is this just going to be a full start for him? Because it's a bit of a concern. I mean, Telltale, like you mentioned there, they, they basically went under for, and mm. they were gone and then they were kind of resurrected. Yeah. I'm not convinced this is Telltale of old anyway. I mean, it's just Telltale in name, yeah. essentially. I mean, I'm sure there's a few yeah. strands there in terms of personnel, mm. but you think most of the people that were let go went and found other endeavours. Hopefully they, yeah, all, yeah. they all did. And mm. what they had here maybe was a few people or... They yeah. bought access to contracts, or you know, like like the Wolf Among Us, mm. you know, licensing agreements, etc. So, it's only if it's, it's it's only the namesake, in, in my opinion. This it, it will be interesting mm. to see how this pans out. The trailer they showed off last year was more impressive than what they'd shown before, but the, mm. you know, trailers can easily be deceiving. And I think I've said this before, but I feel like <clears throat> the sort of the narrative based Telltale games have kind of been lapped with the likes of, I don't know, the Dark Pictures anthology, which aren't always great, fantastic games, but they bring graphical fidelity and mm. things that Telltale just never had. The, the, the complaints yeah. were, this looks like turt, but you'll get away with it because the storytelling's good and the choices are fun. Yeah, yeah. But I think other, yeah. other, other studios have committed more budget towards it and come out with what would look like a much more modern game, whether it's The Quarry, mm. whether it's... You know, like the, the dark pictures we had until dawn mm. way back in the day, which kind of started it off. Um, Detroit Become Human is another that's that looks like a if you just saw, saw it being played, you go, "Cool, that's a, just a normal game. AAA game," mm. and it has, actually mm. has this this choice and consequence underneath it. <clears throat> and then even until was it until no, what was that one we played on the on, I play on the Xbox that I reviewed recently for, as Dusk Falls. Yeah, now that was much more in the Telltale vein where it looked lower budget, but all the guts and gubbins underneath it where they would show you how the decisions were made and the flow charts you had access to and the actual genuine choice and consequence yeah. were um, were exciting to see. So I'm mm. hoping that they've been keeping an eye on what's going on. I'm not necessarily saying they need to bring out a game mm. that looks like God of War and have the same level of choice, but I think that in failing to do that, the actual choice and consequence size needs to be more robust because I think other games have come along and expanded mm. upon that. And um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you hope that this is the yeah. start of them being able to kick on, but 
as you mentioned, of nothing coming out in three, four years, mm. it's kind of like, well, someone's got to be paying for yeah. this. And at some point, someone who's writing the checks will go, well, right, what's going on? Because mm. I ain't had anything return on investment here. Just to clarify, I've gone through this page again. It does say that apparently they released Batman Shadows Edition on December the 17th, 2019 on the Switch, the PS4 and the Xbox One. But I don't recall that at all. No, Do think, you? No. That may, I don't know if that was a re-release of a previous one. I, I, feel, like I, I feel like I played all the Telltale stuff. and um... There was Batman The Enemy Within. Yeah, I remember Batman, that Batman The Telltale series. It looks like a new release. Ten episodes, apparently. So I don't know what that did. It might be mm-hmm. worth seeing. I might have got crapped on an open critic or something. Well, um, most likely did. But to be honest, I kind of feel like Telltale... I wouldn't... I'm a bit concerned someone bought them and then just thinks it's okay just to continue those kind of original popular IPs under a similar engine and just chuck out extra story and they'll get clapped into, you know. I I just don't think that's the case anymore. I think what you said is other studios have moved it forward in that genre and I don't think that's acceptable anymore. I don't think I... I I think I was a bit done with that. Oh, yeah. uh, Like Telltale formula towards the end of the games that i played and you kind of do just want a little bit more from it now yes um so i and i just wonder whether this new studio that say no i mean they've had them for like four or five years now i just wonder whether they'll really do that and put the money in that it needs really it needs rebuilding i'd yeah. say almost from the ground up that's what you just don't for. think that's going to happen no um just to clarify that shadows edition was basically the Two seasons of Batman roll into one with some enhancements. Whoa. So, I mean, that is poor, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, they're half decent, but they are mm. they are the, those telltale formula. But yeah, this is a chance at a fresh slate, so taking more time is probably better. It's just mm. that you, you worry when a, a, a firm has been through so much turbulent activity just financially that it gets restarted with new, fresh investment, and you kind of think, well... Mm probably want to get your first project out smoothly that's not happened here but i mean how many games actually come out on the timeline they're saying these days it's probably less than 50 percent these days yeah yeah, ain't far off is it so Mm. to dig them out might be wrong but it's just they've got a bit of a a bad recent history just from the financial side of things and you just hope that they get a chance to deliver this and it actually comes out to be Mm. pretty good but salmon in the shit I mean, that was a bold one. I wouldn't have probably picked it, or definitely it wasn't in my list, because it's just... I mean, I don't know, to be fair, how the others reviewed, but I think that was... Even if it did come out this year, I'm not convinced it'd be a particularly great review anyway. Um, I think the last thing I would say is just never great when you get two months, basically, into the year and you're having to delay stuff, you know, into next year already. It's It's not... It doesn't fill you with confidence, does it? Nope, but... Who knows? Maybe it's probably the right thing to do, but whether it will make a material difference, mm. I don't know. Um, FGL update. We've got some. Well, we've actually had two games technically that are out. <clears throat> Lightfall, the Destiny Two expansion, is out, but doesn't yeah. have a score. Interesting. I am. Um, so what I've read is some, or yeah, some outlets are not going to do their full review until the raid drops, which I think is March the 10th. Mm. 
So yeah. this this might be a case of where some stuff trickles through in the coming weeks, but the majority of people don't do it to the raid. So yeah, there's nothing on Open Critic yet. So probably the right thing to do with a game like this, where you want to evaluate all the content. Um, mm. Obviously, there was no early media access to this. I don't think that's necessarily reasonable, given the way the game's structured. <clears throat> it's kind of online service-based game, and mm. I don't know how you'd unlock the raid for a pack of media to go out and not everyone else. Like, uh, mm. Bungie don't need to anyway. They know that. They know quite literally. They just release this with no media, and it'll get it'll make them some money. So there's, there's no problems yeah. for them. But whoa, long fallen dynasty has come out now there was a bit of a trend well not a trend but we had been calling out that game pass of these third parties get crapped on it seems when they come to be reviewed not for yeah. woe long sitting on an 82 so decent and not a disaster dropped so has dropped it was higher than that when the game first mm. came out so people are getting their teeth into it and as per our new agreement, we're going to run through a few of the blurbs that <laughs> Woe Long's got on the Open Critic page. And once again, these are sorted by the most popular outlets, which we have no idea how that's done. And I'll pick the uh, the ones that are using a 10 or 100 point scoring system. Um, I think we're going to do three this week. I think last week we've done four and it mm. seemed overindulgent. But there was five games, so maybe that, that, that skewed it slightly. But let's just do three and see how we go. The podium, yeah. if you will. So number one, who's using the 100-point scoring scale, is PC Gamer. They're in it again. Lurking. <laughs> Short and sweet. Technical issues aside, Wolong is a master of its craft that future Souls-like should study under. 89 out of 100. I mean, that's interesting because Elder Ring's being held up as the pinnacle of gaming these days. And oh. then what you're saying is, is well, actually, it should be looking to Wo Long, which is scoring worse. It's a bit, it's a bit strange because Souls-like is basically <laughs> the the step down of, of Elden Ring, for example, which is the, yeah. the OG. And they're like, yeah, everyone's studied under that. It's, well, no, go to the source. <laughs> but I, know, I kind of know what they're saying. They're like, don't copy from software and the souls like but if you're going to do something mm. that uses those elements wolong's maybe a decent formula yeah 89 out of 100 from sam greer decent ign again making the rounds mitchell saltzman what name's that <coughs> zed as well familiar issues with storytelling and loot aside wolong fallen dynasty is another great entry into team ninja's growing collection of action rpgs that features some of the best combat in the souls like genre even though those battles start to lose their tension due to the distinct lack of enemy variety to fill out the 20 plus hour runtime eight out of ten so that's interesting that it's 20 plus hours. So for me, probably 30 hours. But sometimes these yeah. games are in the 50s to 70 hour range. That's mm. more palatable. Concerning though, that he's getting bored of it. True. And it's actually, <laughs> he's saying, oh, enemies get a bit boring. Well, mm. yeah, you'd be lucky you're only be doing it for 20 odd hours because, as yeah. you say, for me and you, if we picked it up, it'd probably be double that. No, exactly. So... Mitchell's, sick of it. He got sick of it towards the end because those enemies. I've done that. It's a tough ask, yeah. isn't it, to ask for games to have unique stuff throughout the whole thing. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Generally, people. To be honest, in those games, I'd get annoyed if I was still struggling at the twentieth hour. I want to be 
beating the scrubs at that point. And you just want to have mastered it, didn't yeah. you? I feel like you've started off <laughs> and actually got somewhere with it. I don't it, want Hi-Fi Rush begin. chucking new shit on top of me into the last second that I've got to adapt to. I don't want, I don't want challenge. You want to master your craft. I want it to play get to the end. I want the game to be, be played for me. <laughs> I don't want to die An interactive once. film. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> anyway, Game Informer's next. Elijah <laughs> Gonzalez. But even as its second half failed to match what came earlier, so again, maybe a bit of a trend mm. of the, you know, it losing its vigour towards the end. Wolong Fallen Dynasty is a finely honed delight. Its action is precise and responsive, and learning the intricacies of each adversary is exceedingly fulfilling. While I wish its back stretch was either pared down or had a wider variety of foes. Mm-hmm. This is a rare title that in, that induces trance-like focus and euphoric moments of victory. It may not quite reach the heights of the works that inspired it, but it's not far off. 8.8 out of 10. Pretty positive, to wow. be honest. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it sounds like just loses a little bit at the end, but overall pretty good. And I suppose that's what, you know pushes it down from those sort of 90s doesn't it yeah i mean that's ultimately it and mm. some things get us I, I think some things get caught in some weird unconscious shared mind hive mind in the game industry that gets to the 90s like just gets dragged into there by some weird market employer but mm. i look at something like death loop and i think that was like 89 i'm like wow what i mean it's good <laughs> But you're talking like, people go, that's the game to build a platform off. Everyone should be looking at this. And I was like, what are you talking about? Bloody hell. But Wolong sits on an 82, a decent FGL score, and, and one that, to be honest, I have been hearing good things about it. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'll add it to the menu. The menu is getting big. The menu's always big. I'd like to have a big Certainly. fucking list to support. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll go through what the menu is. Maybe a mm. topic situation where that's relevant especially when it comes to how many games potentially we play at once but mm. i know the answer to this but i have to ask it just so that the record's yeah. kept it's on game pass mm-hmm. so could logan just one day think you know what let's see what this fucking souls like genre is all about samurai chinese mm. historical enemies probably hard as now you could bung it on for two hours and go good lord and then get out of there you know what i i I always feel like I should, should just see whether, because I don't know where I sit on the scale, like yeah. ability-wise. Like it's not saying I've really ever dipped my toe into. It. I've always just ruled it out as something that I don't have the, um, I wouldn't say mental capacity because that makes me sound like an idiot. But well. the basically the patience for and the desire, like things like that, I'd be like, it's shit, it's too hard, mm. rule it out. When actually, it's my lack of patience in trying to master the system. Yeah. Um, and like in Hi-Fi Rush, where it's kind of like, rather yeah. than playing the game to how it wants me to, I've just gone, well, I'll just spam the shit out of it. And yeah. these games will largely punish that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a question for me whether I should just turn something on like this and just go, we should just put this to bed. So I'm not ruling it out. If there's nothing on the menu that's instantly grabbing me, I could easily go, right, let's see what's going on here for an hour or two. Um, but mm. I, I would highly doubt whether this is the sort of thing I could uh, see through from start to finish. The 20 hour plus runtime might be a bit too rich for your blood. What I've heard is that it's 
easier than a lot. It, it's easier mm. than their their past games like Neo. It's easier than a lot of yeah. those, a lot of the Soulsborne games from some from software. However, mm. the first boss that you encounter is probably one of the hardest. So it's yeah. almost like a, a you know a rite of passage. You can get past that bastard. Mm. You're actually standing in pretty good stead to get through the rest yeah. of it because after that it unlocks online co-op. I mean, yeah. you, you can summon a random marine who. For some mm. reason, when you summon someone in, in these Souls games, they're like millions of power levels above anything. They just they can really help. Really? Wipe, they can really help wipe your ass. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, that's what they love doing. They go and help people, but also it gives you little AI companions that you can you mm. can invoke the services of, and they come along and just take the the pressure the off you. Out. Yeah, because yeah. Just, even just aggroing a big enemy for a little while, whilst you get out of there and go right, I need to fucking heal, can be a lifesaver in these games. So. Mm. I don't think anyone's... Oh, that's a lie. There will be people that have gone through the game <clears throat> and not died in the first boss and found that easy. But I think most people... It's generally a, a, a cycle you go through. Initially, you get humbled mm. by the game early by just the, yeah. the, the, the stock enemies. Then you realise how to beat them. Then you face your first big boss and that humbles you again. Mm. It's all about how much appetite you've got to overcome that and continue. Mm. Um, so, But a lot of people will play this and get you know a few hours in and go... Nah, can't be can't be dealing with that stress, which is fair enough. But um, Wolong Fallen Dynasty doing well with an eighty-two and starts to reverse the the momentum of what Atomic Heart started of its low to mid seventies um, on that Game Pass third party side of things. Good to see, and good for people out there who just want to try a Souls like game. This feel this sounds like one if you've been a bit put off by the the brutality of the others. This is one to try, and then you'll probably mm. know for sure where your level is, but. You could at least have dipped your toes in and said, yep, I understand what we're doing there. Now, transfer windows open in the FGL. Yeah. I forgot to tell everyone, but I think they should know anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's where I was. I was like, he hasn't said anything. So I've like, I've got a leg up here. And yeah. I was like, I'll consult my group. That's, before... what, that's what set me off. I was like, oh, shit. I'll just, yeah. without courtesy, I'll post a message saying, by the way, the transfer window's open. But, mm. but you're right. You shouldn't have to wire passes. No. No, I shouldn't um, have to. Um, we've had a couple of transfers. Hall in the Grand Prix has got rid of Kerbal Space Program 2, which is in early access. Probably the right decision. Probably, so. yeah. I mean, those early access things are... Uh, it's a fool's errand to have it in the team because ultimately mm. the game's not finished. If if enough people put review scores in and say, well, it's a, at the moment it's a 6 out of 10 because it's not finished, it don't matter. That'll be the score that yeah, you'll yeah. end up getting. So... Once the score is official on the page, you can't transfer it out. So I think Hall noticed that, A, it was going to early access. B, that the opinions weren't great. Even if in two years, when it finally hits 1.0, it's the best game ever. Mm. They don't matter for shit in 2023 for Hall. So he's got rid of that. And then he's subbed in. Or he transferred in Tempest Rising, which wasn't on any radar for me. It's, it's an RTS game. And um, I don't know. I... We'll see, we'll see how that pans out. Some In the Grand Prix, you've got to sometimes think outside the box because there's 60 mm. unique games lurking. So that's one that no one else had anywhere lurking. So he's done that and we'll see how that pans out. And I guess more prominently for you, you've blinked. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League after its in-depth state of play showing has been kicked out of the team at a five-point penalty. Yeah. And you've gone to trusty Nintendo... Gone to the Nintendo well with Pikmin 4. Mm. Talk us through the logic here. I mean, I think 
Yeah, uh, we we touched on it last week when we went through the state of play piece, and I think realistically the the the, the score for that game is going to be somewhere between six and sevens. Mm. Like, so we're looking at a range of between 65, I think, to 75 for that game. In all likelihood, I think it will probably land on like 72. Yeah. Something like that. So that's what I envisage for it. Could be well wrong on that. Like, for some reason, it could be a lot better than I thought. But I was like, mm, it don't look great to me. Um, is that a bit of negative attention should i say i don't think everyone's that infused about it and everyone's a little bit down on it so i think that'll play into people's minds as well and i just don't think it's going to review that well it's already been written off um, it? i talk about the yeah, hive yeah, mind think, the hive minds decided this ain't yeah. this ain't what anyone wanted from rockstead this ain't what anyone wanted from dc universe and this yeah. i don't i don't want fucking king shark with a minigun allegedly uh, yeah i mean oh, it, it, it just had a minigun. i watched it back she had a minigun what on earth <laughs> It just the whole thing just seems a bit bizarre to me. So I think that I think when we went through it originally, I was like, we'll have to see what that one does. Um, and I think we've seen what it does, and it, it makes sense to make a reasonably early decision on it and take the five point penalty and move on with your life. And I think <laughs> saying like Pikmin was in mid eighties in Pikmin three. If mm. it comes out around the same sort of ballpark. If it comes out, it gets like an 85. You take the five-point penalty and you get an 80. So yeah. in my books, I might be somewhere around a 10, point mark, 10 points up doing that. But that's the calculated gamble you take. Yeah. It could all go pear-shaped. Who knows? Indeed, it could do. So what that does for the championship showdown between you and Parky is you're sitting on a 249 points now with three mm. games out. Parky's got two games out. He's got 161 mm. points. So he's only 88 points off the mark now. He was in the 90s off. And that's, that's yeah. for me, striking range to get back on level terms and, and go back into the lead. Now, the only thing that will concern mm. Park is your average is still solid at 85 and his is yeah. at 81. So there is momentum on your side there. Mm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how the coming months kind of treat you because you've got Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming in April, Resident <laughs> Evil 4 yeah. coming later this month. Mm. Um, I think Pikmin. When's Pikmin due? Is it May or April? I've got something in my head, but it's pretty soon. Yeah, it's not. It's not far off. Not far away at all. And then on on Parky's side, I'm just trying to see when the next sort of official game that he's announced mm. is coming out. Probably Destiny Two Lightfall will be his next one, mm-hmm. and after that, probably Diablo. Um, but but I'm pretty is- sure there's some on his list when I was looking at that he'll probably be wanting to. Sub out. I don't know actually when I look at it. Cool. Pikmin Starfield. 4, July 2023. Yeah. But you didn't have the luxury of waiting another transfer window to get rid of Suicide Squad because it came out in May. Well, it's due it for had May. To so go. you had to go now, yeah. otherwise it was there yeah. and you, you sat there dealing with yeah. it. <laughs> it, it's, it. I mean, it, it could do better, but I mean, I think tops, it's getting high 70s like absolute mm. tops and i'd still be shocked if it gets that um so it made sense to, to sort of make a gamble on that one no um but i think for this tranny window unless some other news comes up um it will be consistency yeah that's what's required in the grand prix biff is still in the lead six games out Average of 77, 459 points. Salmon in second, five games out. Average of 80, 399 points. So he's only 60 points off Biff. So that shows where Biff's 
pretty low average is starting to catch up with him. Paper mm. in third with three games, 79 average, 238 points. Adcock with two games and an 81 average, 161. Hall with one game, 81 average, 76 points. He's obviously made a transfer, so that's where the minus five comes into play. Adkins still not off the mark, biding his time, seeing what happens. But that is the updates for the FGL. Quick bit of housekeeping from last week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we spoke about Baldur's Gate 3 not coming to Xbox. And the speculation was that Jim had wrote a checkout and said, that, yes. ain't, that ain't going there. Well, the developers have come out and said, no, that's not the case at all. There is, I did say that. There is no mm. exclusivity deal there. So I think it's important to note that. What they have said is they're planning to do it on, well, they want to do it on to Xbox, but they're running into technical issues preventing them from or potentially prevent them doing it day and day um and it seems to be around the split screen co-op which you know is a bit of a surprise i mean phil came out and promised that xbox series x the most powerful console in the world so something ain't right and the speculative obviously the rumor mill goes running around and says well it's that series s in it if you can't get to it because they've got a feature parity and if it can't get running on that then it ain't going to be going out with, oh, you can only play split screen on the Series X. Now, they've pretty much denied that, but I don't know. It seems a bit... This is almost similar to Halo Infinite. That was supposed to have split screen co-op. Mm. Guess what? Got canned. So I don't know whether the Xbox architecture doesn't play nice with split screen co-op in general, which which prevents mm. them from doing this. But there's a couple of cases there where that's become a bit of an issue. Um, anyway. And not be that S... Well, I don't, it really annoys me they've hamstrung themselves with that like there was no need for it in my view it was an unnecessary console to get out yeah it's I don't know I, I try it these days rather than overcomplicate my mind it's just sort of subscribe to Occam's Razor like what's the most logical like, what, it's, what's the obvious thing and it, you would say well they've got to build it for Series S which may be hamstringing them yeah so you know, it's it's fine to subscribe to that, and I think that's a reasonable thing to say, even if that's not the official line. Again, I would argue, and I think I said this before, no developer in their right mind is going to come out and say, it's that Series S. No. They're no. just simply not going to burn a bridge like that. Um, no. If it's And if it's not that, then there's surely points to perhaps another issue with the Xbox, or you go, look, Larian, developers, you ain't up to snuff, are you, clearly? Mm. So you either blame them or you blame the Series S or you blame the Xbox Series architecture and say, what's going on here? But I don't, I don't think it's unfair to suggest that the Series S might be causing a bit of problems here because, again, they're simply not going to allow them to release a game that has split screen on one platform and not the other. It has to have feature parity is what I'm told by those in the know it can run at a slower so frame weird, rate it? it can run mm. at one frame per second potentially like cyberpunk yeah. basically did but it's got to have the features in there yeah fair enough yeah but, yeah i don't know but anyway it's not jim writing a checkout because was... that's what matters well... no money's being handed over allegedly no well here's the thing on that <laughs> whose fault is it if jim wrote a checkout and said that ain't i want that on playstation only for a period of time or forever he goes look i'm buying that because a lot of people say oh jim you evil cunt Mm. i go what horrible bastard for doing that my view is you go phil what are you fucking letting that slide for 
Get in there and fucking fight for it. And it works the other way around. Anytime there's any term of exclusivity, mm. I blame the other platform for not coming up with a, well, a business proposal that makes sense to have it on, on there as well. And I know that... Because yeah. they both do it. This is the thing. Mm. They're, they're both at it, as, as Graham would say. They're always at it, doing what they can to try and make their platform more appealing than the other. So if mm. one platform decides well we're going to pay for that and the other one doesn't tough tough bollocks isn't it it's kind of the way it works and we all go well competition's good and it, well, it is but this is this is a symptom of competition is that they always mm. want to get ahead of the other one which means yeah. they're going to do what they can to make their platform the most appealing and i mm. say look that's not sony's fault that's not microsoft's fault when they do it it's mm. the other platform for not getting their nose in front and that's what that's what it's all about. But if you're going to sit in one ecosystem, you're going to have to make concessions because the competition doesn't mean everything comes to everyone. In fact, it means probably less games do because there needs to be a uniqueness between the products. Yeah, no, that's completely accurate. And the way around it is just to own the lot and just sit mm. here and just pay what you want then. Yep. But not everyone's got the means or the desire to do that. And I understand it. Yeah, I think on balance, it's not really worth it, is my view. It's not, 100% it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. a complete waste. I mean, I've basically bought my PlayStation to play God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Right, it, and the other few bits, but it is a waste, but... For most normal people, it's not worth having it all, so I get it. <laughs> but if you're going to go down the route of just one, this is what happens. And you'll get a few wins, mm. you know? Yeah. Phil, Phil will get his exclusivity hooks in and you'll be mm. laughing. The same way, Sony will get a few wins as well. It's just mm. that's just the nature of the beast. But I say don't blame the man that's paying for the money because they're all at it, as we know. There's exclusivity mm -hmm. on Microsoft's platforms and there's exclusivity on Sony. Yeah. Take take aim at the person who's running your platform. So you do better for us. Don't worry mm. about what the others are doing. These are not poor companies that are being they're being backed by. No. <laughs> so Sony's quite right. Sony's multi billion. And Microsoft's two trillion. Yeah, but Sony sits there going, "We've got, we're just a little cut." You aim, pack They're that not. in. They're the worst for it, claiming paupers. And you nah. go, well, "Yeah, like comparatively to Microsoft, oh. overall you are, but you got their Walkmans right, so you're in the money." Got that Blu-ray right. Got the Blu-ray right. You know they get paid for every Blu-ray that's release they get a rip on every disc that's i mean it's less relevant now actually so mm. they definitely had a term where they were like yep champions so i don't know yeah. if you remember going back to the ps3 and xbox 360 the ps3 yes. one of the big things was it's a blu-ray player as well and everyone was like oh wow new fantastic ways of watching films etc they're gonna the pitch is excellent mm. on the xbox 360 you could buy a hd dvd drive and put yeah, that yeah. in which was the at the time that was like the equivalent it was like the battle yeah. between blu-ray and hd dvd and obviously the hd dvd died a death and that was mm. that was the end of it but blu-ray is a sony made thing um mm. i think they get paid on every disc or at least they did yeah at one there's point. still people that just want all those things so so there'll still be people a significant amount of people buying them even though more people are moving to like UHD streaming and stuff. Yeah. I think they make like 25p or something. But yeah. I mean, it's still free money. It's exactly. It is free money. Money and, for nothing, isn't it? And just to tie us back to the gaming, that's what 
Call of Duty will be mm. when, if and when Microsoft own them and people buy yeah. it on PlayStation, it'd be, well, that's free money. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then Jim will be sitting there going, well, that's not how we're playing this. But there you go. You know what? I want to call it there. Done. Call it there. We've got a Pentiment discussion coming up. More Game Pass took being wheeled out. So Logan and I sat down and played that, which I think ended up being the only game they released last year, which, um, as we know, wasn't mm. a, we know 2022 is a bit of a doldrums for that f- from that perspective. But Pentiment did make out the door. Um, yeah. Grounded did as well, but that had been early access for a year. I think it was those two. But anyway, Pentiment, mm. story-based, historical, unique game, if nothing else. And Logan and I sit there and discuss our experience with that. But for this particular segment of Idle Game Chat, we're going to put a pin in it. So we will see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game chat to close out this edition of idle game chat this time it's pentiment and i'm joined by the fgl grand prix winner of 2022 resident ref logan back in action playing games again seemingly (laughs) i go through lulls don't i where stuff won't get played and i'll just play rock games and then i'll go for a phase of uh actually playing some games so we can talk about them yeah it's always it's always welcome here um pentiment released in november of 2022 developed by obsidian entertainment and published by xbox game studios so one of big Phil's mm. stable chucking out games one of i think we counted two last year grounded and pentiment both coming from obsidian so we all, we all know the story from 2022. I have to ask the question, because we know that this game basically won you the FGL yeah. Grand Prix last year. Yeah, Is that the only reason this has even got a sniff? Because you felt like you owed the game some some sort of attention? Or was there genuinely something there that you thought, well, I've seen the trailers, I've had a little read of it, I'm, this might be worth diving into? Uh, I mean, I guess what piqued my interest was the fact that it did better it reviewed better than i thought it was going to so i expected it to be you know well i was anticipating it being mid 70s or something like that but you know i think we discussed a million and one times before and and i'm pretty sure the phrase we used was you never know with these art house tutters so um i think you know when it come out and i'm pretty sure it got me about an 85 or an 86 right it scored really highly so i was like oh you know, I know it was an artsy kind of medieval style game that it was it revolved around a murder. Um, mm. And I kind of, as I looked more into it, I was like, oh, it looks like a bit of a murder mystery yeah, sort of text-based game. And I was like, do you know what? I'll do the first, I'll give it a go and see if it, it piques my interest. Yeah. Um, again, this is a great thing about things that come onto Game Pass. You can just jump in an hour or so and and see how things go and if it's really not not gelling it's sort of like no harm no foul yeah no it does definitely lend itself to that and gives games like pentiment an opportunity and probably more recently something like hi-fi rush 
to mm. thrive a little bit in. Oh, he's got dated it. Well, we know Hi-Fi Rush is out. People are playing it. Hopefully, I've I've played through it. There's people loving that game. That is scoring very highly. Yeah, another yeah. ten out of ten for my GM Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush. I mean, somewhat absurd in in some aspects, but needless to say, mm. uh, performing very well. Fair to say then that Obsidian Entertainment wasn't the draw here. Like, have you played any of their old games like Fallout New Vegas or? Um, the Outer Worlds, which was one that I enjoyed. Grounded, which has come out. This is not really a, a studio necessarily follow. No, I, I can't. You know, I have to be honest. I don't particularly feel like I follow studios mm. because they. I mean, there's some studios that kind of stay in lane, but there's also a number that kind of jump around. Yeah. Um, and I don't tend to sort of jump into horrors or or you know thriller games or anything like that. Like. So I, I stay in my lane of games, and then if the developers and things come into my lanes, then it, it gets a sniff, basically. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Then you can't really end up playing something you wasn't expecting. South Park, The mm. Stick of Truth? I Again, I don't... No, well, I've never been a huge South Park fan. No. Like, I appreciate it when it's on, but I can't say I've sat there, watched all the series, and I'm sort of a massive fan of it so again that was a game that I was kind of like mm. I think it's like turn-based combat on that as well so I was like get out <laughs> yeah there is a there is turn-based combat in in the stick of truth very well received also I mean Obsidian have been pumping out some really well received games so it's kind of no surprise that this would mm. turn up and do well but it's why I picked it just for context in the gaming league Obsidian have got a pretty good back catalogue and, mm. and track records and that's another reason why I thought it could do better than I perhaps expected was because of that so I didn't play this game because of the developer but I did pick it partly yeah mostly really I guess really because to do with Obsidian yeah that's important to note because often we will crap on a game say cool those ref- those review scores down at uh, 78 that's not really good for mm. the FGL which isn't a great score for the fantasy gaming league but in general, it's probably still worth playing if you're interested in the game and the genre. So sometimes I don't think we always necessarily state that when we're when we're looking through the lens of a competitive <laughs> yeah. scoring. Seventy eight is not great, but mm. that's probably worth a game playing one day. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's nearly an eight out of ten. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, and that, if you said something was an eight out of ten, you'd go, "Well, that's pretty damn good." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Pentiment. So. Yes. I've gone to the store page here because I think it gives us a little bit of context. Well, does it? I don't know. I read, I glanced through it and thought, I'm not really sure if this is what's on offer, but here's what they've decided to pump into that store page. Art imitates death. Step into a living, illustrated world inspired by illuminated manuscripts and printed woodcuts in a time when Europe is at a crossroads of great religious and political change. Walk in the footsteps of Andreas Moller, a master artist who finds himself in the middle of murders, scandals and intrigue in the Bavarian Alps. Illustrated world. Experience 16th century Europe as the master artist of the time saw them. Art inspired by great illuminated manuscripts and the earliest printed books becoming living, breathing world in Pentiment. Uncover mysteries. Choose different academic and social backgrounds and meet a colourful cast of characters as you discover the stories and secrets that lie within the small Bavarian town of Tassing nearby the fucking Abbey. I can never pronounce what that Abbey's called. It's like K-E-I-R-S-A-U. Kiss-O. Kiss-O. Because there's no voice acting in this. 
Well, there is, mm. but it's very few and far between. I never got the the soundboard. Impact a change in the world. In an era of religious and political change, each decision you make can have a profound impact on the community's future. Find your own way through this turbulent time and see the consequences of your choice play out over generations. It's quite <laughs> interesting what they choose to put in there and not put in there because this mm. is, for those that don't know, a highly it's highly pinned on its narrative and the outcomes that you as the player will get. So it's mm. interesting to see what they kind of drop in there as little sort of teasers mention that there's murders, lurking scandals, and that actually they mention Andreas in there, but actually a lot of the, the, the change, as it, as it says in there, will be towards the community that you you find yourself in, which is which is tassing. Now, I have to say, Logan, having played through this, I am... This is not a Biff game. So we say that and use that as this is not a what you'd traditionally... He mm. would even consider playing nor would he spend more than 50 minutes in before he got bored because he likes triple a third person first person shooting which is which is nothing wrong of but i'm also equally shocked given Mm. the runtime it took me to get through this 22 hours and change that you saw this through because you have no qualms with dropping things if they're not sticking and this in particular it feels completely and utterly outside of a typical logan wheelhouse so to see that through Mm. to completion is either one or two things one that steve's got you know he's decided i'm not budging on this yeah and thought i'm I'm gonna finish this or there was genuine enjoyment throughout the process because i definitely had peaks and definite lulls like long lulls i was like i'm getting a little bit bored here but Mm. what do you say to that comment yeah so i think the game did just about enough at times to not make me put it down um I'm fine, you know, uh, largely there's no stress. Like, I like, sometimes yeah. I like to play games where there's, like, no stress Can't involved. fail, like, there's no retrying. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I just basically going through the motions at yeah. some points. But you do find yourself doing that with this game. You know, you, there's some good bits that happen, and they happen just enough at the intervals where you're just about to go, getting a little bit, I'm on the edge here. I, I, I don't know whether that's intentional or not, but it, it did do just enough just to keep me in in the loop. And I think there was at times a bit like, well, I want to see this story through. I actually want to get to the end of it um, mm. because it's kind of like, you, you, you know, it's, it's, it's almost in some ways, I wouldn't liken it to like a film or a series, but you put up with a, in a series, you go, oh, you know, those two episodes were rubbish back to back. But you go, I want to see what the season... I want to get to the end of that series. You kind of just go through the motions on those episodes and take them for what they are to get mm. to the end of the story. And I think sometimes through Pentiment, I was a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, my outlook's always a bit different. If I start something, mm. unless it's impossibly hard, <laughs> doesn't matter how much I'm kind of not enjoying mm. it seemingly, I will finish it because yeah. there's a certain satisfaction just getting to the end of something and going, fuck mm. you, and I can put you down and slag you off without the fear of, you know, sounding like a hypocrite who, who didn't get through it all. So yeah. I was always going to finish it regardless. And like you said, it's not very taxing because there's no foul states, not that I ran into mm. anyway. And it's um, it's all in your own hands. You can kind of do it at your own pace to a certain yeah. extent. There's no real-time clock running. Although there, is no. an, there is an element of time shifting throughout the days, which I, I found interesting. They didn't really signpost 
particularly well <laughs> until after I'd done it a few times. I was like, oh, I'm losing. Go and break bread with so-and-so. Yeah. Think, oh. I'm, it's fine. I'm doing that. And I realise I'm losing half a day doing that. And I was like, oh, I've got to, yeah. I've got to make these meaningful. But we'll, we'll get into that. Mm. See, I was always going to play through it. And obviously being a story-based game usually is in my wheelhouse. But there was definite periods, like long periods throughout that 22 hours where I was like, I'm really just not engaged with this. Mm. And like you said, it would throw out that little hook and that bait occasionally, mm. you know, a handful of times throughout the game, which would uh, you sort of be pulled back in. But then also, but it's very pedestrian. Yeah. I don't know if mundane's a bit harsh. Sounds negative. Yeah. But it is very pedestrian. You're, you're essentially wandering around the town in a 2D sort of art book style. I mean, they're talking about manuscripts and woodcut. I mean, I've, I've never seen a woodcut, and I don't know what they're talking about with that, but mm. manuscripts, I can kind of get my head around where they're going with the art style and whatnot. But it just didn't always engage me, and there's, there's probably several several reasons for that, which we will get into. In terms of the narrative, mm. overall, was you satisfied with that journey and outcome, or at the end, was you a bit like... So, I kind of took the story for what it was, mm. but I definitely feel like they could have done a bit more with it. I don't. I mean, it, it get it, it's, it's a tricky balance, right, between it being EastEnders and it being kind of realistic <laughs> and stuff, and and things being obvious. And it's a really tricky like balance, but I did feel a little bit unfulfilled by the story whole in some places mm. there were some sort of interesting elements to it but yeah i don't you know without giving too much away i i i wanted a bit more from it mm. in terms of how it was pulling me through and not just in the big moments but you know it sometimes i was a bit ambivalent towards certain characters and i think there's you know one of my biggest problems are there are so many characters and yeah. families and things you struggle to sort of build relationships, meaningful relationships and sort of likes, dislikes with people. And because the story doesn't peak you as much, you kind of just find yourself going through the motions and sort of, you know, there's some <clears> points <throat> where I was just sitting there just mashing A a little bit to get through yeah. the pointless conversation. And it, I think that's where I'd expected a bit more from a game like this is to build out um, the characters with some of the less sort of meaningful characters also you know there was one character in there that's a bit more jovial or whatever that provided me i always thought i see what this fella's got to say normally some sort of gem but Mm. most of the time i sort of got to a point where i was like i don't even really want to have to go and speak to this person because it's going to be more time (laughs) absorbed with pointless uh pointless chit chat yeah the the way the game's kind of set up is that it's split into three parts for people very mm. distinct parts of the game, much like an old, I guess, play might be split up or, or, or a movie script may have those sort of elements in there acts. to make it acts. Yeah, it is acts. Sorry, they use the word acts, not parts. What am I talking about? And um, the opening sort of part, there is a, a murder that... <laughs> act. The opening act, there is a <laughs> murder that... I know, I know. I don't know. I'm normally quite good at using the word act, yeah. but it's gone today. The opening act is a murder that takes place in the town... And yeah. you're whilst you're not explicitly given the instruction to solve it, you're given a good reason to investigate and try and find who the perpetrator is. Yeah. And what I found 
And that's just, that sort of setup where you're kind of left to go and do something for a set amount of days is a common kind of setup in the game. They, they reuse it time and time again using different scenarios. And what I found was, because particularly when you're investigating a, a murder... Potential. It was a murder. It's not potentially. Mm. He's got a fucking knife in his back, so you know it ain't that ain't, that ain't anything else, is it? And you want to, or at least I wanted to make sure no stone was left unturned. Now the game mm. doesn't actually let you do that, and we'll get into no. why it does that. And I think that's actually one of the more interesting things. You do have to make decisions. However, cons- consistently, I found myself looping around the town just in case. Well, it's, it's moved a day on. Has, some, has something changed here? Has mm. the fucking baker got something to say interestingly now? No. Yeah. Same as yesterday. I found that frustrating because I, I was almost like, the, mm. I don't want to miss something key here that's going to cost me mm. later on down the line. And I was being overly thorough for the game, I think. But because it yeah. sets you in that on that path to be thorough and you know, you're know you essentially yeah, yeah. investigating a very important crime that's taking place it felt like that was the right thing to do that the, the it game ups the stakes right yeah, yeah. basically puts the stakes up here so because the stakes are high you don't want to be blase about you it, you think, it. I need to speak to all the people i need to understand what's going on what all the relationships are yeah. and do all that kind of back work but i think realistically only lets you do 20 percent, 25 percent of what you could do so you know that automatically You've left seventy five percent of it to chance. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's yeah. That was always. I, I don't mind that that decision, that that kind of conscious decision, I had to make because the mm. way the game is set up is that you wander around. It's two D, as we said. You speak to people, and it's all drawn out as though it's a book. So when you speak, some yeah. little speech bubble comes up, and you can hear the scribbling like, as though yeah. they're writing out the speech. You can skip through it and just read it mm. as it comes out i mean we had a discussion about the fonts when we first started saying they need to be changed i think your advice is to put it on the simple font i actually left it on the original <laughs> fonts and yeah it's difficult and the reason why they do that is each sort of character depending on their i guess their academic understanding will have a different font which is quite an interesting mm. way to to kind of present class and in, not necessarily intelligence but you know writing mm. acumen I thought that was interesting. And the simple fonts still do that, but they're not as exaggerated. Um, they're actually fucking legible. They are legible, basically. yeah. Because otherwise you're dealing with gothic-style fonts, <laughs> which are just... like It's hard enough to just figure out what's going on. And the whole thing, as you say, is reading. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, makes it a million times more difficult if you can't understand or you're having to decipher what's being written at, yeah. at first before you sort of can do anything else. Yeah, I won't I won't criticise the game too much for that because the option to mm. put it in simplified fonts yeah. is there. Well, and... they know, though. That's oh, yeah, what annoys yeah. me. They know. Yeah. They're giving you the option. They've Art obviously house. gone through. Stick to the creative vision, but also give people what they need. Otherwise, it'll get dinged. So clearly, that's why it's there. So you'll speak to someone and have a little scribble. It'll tell you what to say. Mm. And then you, may, you can interact with them with dialogue options. Um, occasionally, when you when you speak to someone, it'll do that classic thing that games I feel like just appeared when The Walking Dead started from Telltale, where it's like, oh, so and so will remember that, and you're like, oh, what have I yeah. done here? Big gong goes, goes dong. Like, <laughs> yeah. What have I done here? And then what that might entail is later on during that conversation, or even later on in the actual game, you mm. may return to that person and want a bit of the truth or the scoop maybe or information that might be pertinent to your investigation 
And depending on the sort of questions that you, or, or the responses you gave, sorry, it will skill check you in a way that's quite interesting. It will bring up, you know, the, the four sort of responses that you gave and either have like a, you know, a blue arrow up, a, a red arrow down or multiples of blue or red showing that this response was a, a positive response to that character and therefore if you get enough blue you'll meet the skill check and they'll be able to reveal the information to you that you're after and obviously if you chose responses that the character didn't appreciate or didn't didn't think was good you'll fail the skill check and you won't get any more information out of them so i liked all that um however there is a lot of that and there's a lot of wandering around chatting which is fine until we get to the stage where they say, right, if you're doing specific activities, it will move time on. So essentially the day is split up into, I don't know, like four or five different times that you can wander around in. Two of them you have to, you seemingly have to have food at. So you have to go and find someone to go and have lunch and dinner with, I think it is. I don't know what the, whether yeah. that's exactly true. But that will move time on as well. And then soon, after a few... Well, it took me about a day to realise what how the structure worked. I was surprised it wasn't saying, right, here's your here's specifically what will happen when you do these activities. Time will move on, opportunities will disappear, and you'll have to just go with what you've got at the end of this deadline mm. you've been given. And um, that was interesting. And I like the fact that you can't do everything. But it also mm. went against my instinct to, to try and find everything. And I was kind of in this weird loop of wandering around too much, doing stuff that actually was offering no value to me. Like you can almost, I think in hindsight, follow the investigation clues that it puts in your little map and get most of what you need. How did you approach yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, similarly, you know, you sort of go through it and you start it thinking, all right, I need to leave no stone unturned. And to be fair, throughout the majority of the game, you know, as, as you unlock new areas and things, I still found myself at times thinking, oh, I haven't spoken to that person. I've been <clears> up there for a while, see what's going on. There's nothing, like nothing yeah. going on. Um, so I kind of, you know, there's some houses where if there's nothing going on, it will like block out the door, but there's it's others that will let you in and talk to them. Yeah, and it's like, if there's nothing going on here, <laughs> just like lock me lock out. It. Yeah. Just don't. Uh, don't let me waste my time, but it, it seems to encourage you to do that. And I did find it difficult to break that loop. But as I got further through the game, I did find, I wouldn't say I was breaknecking it, cool. but I found myself becoming a bit more liberal with, I kind of sussed the game out. I was like, look, I yeah. pretty much sussed you out now that what I get from all these ancillary conversations are not really adding much. So no. I'll, I'll just leave it. And unless I have to go up there, I won't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I think I had the same experience towards the the latter half. I was like, okay, mm. there were occasions I still would go wandering around doing a loop just just in case, and never I never found anything. Sometimes Which, though, I found myself a bit stuck because like, I don't really know mm. where I'm supposed to be like going to move the game forward. So there would be times when I used to explore just to figure out what the trigger point of the next because yeah. i didn't figure feel like that was always overly clear like what the trigger right. point was so i found myself going around chatting to everyone and at some point you go yep yeah, that was a bit that you, that was a conversation i needed to have or whatever it was so yeah 
Um, I don't know, it might have just been me just not paying full attention or something at some point, but well, I did find myself getting snarled up. Oh, yeah, I definitely would want my mind would wander playing the game quite a bit because mm. it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't hold you and grip you. It's not, it's not gripping mm. from start to finish at all. It's you can easily find yourself being distracted yeah. because it, for me at least, it didn't, didn't have my attention all the time. Mm. And, um, Make it clear that there is obviously a time limit on when you want to complete your investigation. You're given a deadline, <clears throat> but it's not real time. No time passes when if you just stood there for 20 hours and left the game mm. on pause, the game wouldn't tick on. You have to conduct certain events to move to the next phase of the day, whether it's the afternoon, mm. the evening, night, etc. So it might be having dinner with someone. It might be going off on an activity with mm. someone that will pass the time so because i knew there was some time element to it and i was a bit like oh, am i gonna have to sprint around and worry about actual real time but you don't it's completely in your hands to do that and they do warn you and say they, don't, they do warn you they say doing this will take some time are you sure it will never i don't think it might have happened once towards the back end where it's mm. not as important but usually it will say are you sure so you know all oh, Actually, maybe I should just go and speak to mm. Andrew up the road quickly whilst I'm here, just in case, which I appreciated. Um, mentioned in the store page that you, you play as Andreas Muller. I think another one of my... I kind of understand why they did this, because creating a blank slate is harder to write for. Mm. If you think about you know all the, all the permutations with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you are chucked into this character who's been living in Tassin for a number of months. He is an outsider. You know, he's one where what his background is in terms of academics and where he's gone travelling is up to you to decide during that first act. Mm. But he's already kind of built relationships and almost has preconceived opinions of people before going in. And I wasn't sure how I felt about that because I would have really appreciated just a small part of the opening act where you you have that initial oh here's the town go and meet people, and your your initial interaction mm. with them kind of shapes how you, how that relationship's going to at least start. And obviously you can kind of zigzag up and down with positives and negatives throughout the game with people during mm. Pentiment. But I would have appreciated that. Is that just a Ronnie blower, or did you find it a bit uh, you know not startling, but frustrating being chucked in with all this all this background that you're not really aware of that andreas has had all these conversations with the town before and then you're you're acting like mm. i don't know who this cunt is so what we doing i mean they give it was weird because they give you 80 percent of his background already and let you choose kind of 20 percent yeah um and it, i just always just thought it was a bit weird it's kind of like if you want to give me a character that has to do something and i'm playing through essentially a narrative then give me the character like yeah. i'm fine I'm fine with not making him how I wanted to be, but I also struggle to know what I, I sometimes in these sort of games, I find myself designing the character to what I think the game is mm. catering for and the environment and everything like that. Um, and I just, it just felt like a bit of an unnecessary step. If it's kind of like, this is the character, this is his background. He's an artist. He's from so-and-so and he's got this degree or that, or whatever it is. It's kind of like, okay, fine. Mm. Like that's that's who he is. I did. I, I found it a bit unnecessary. I don't think the game would have kept people in long enough if there'd have been an additional kind of defining hour or two where you mapped out the character's background before it started getting into 
for yeah. the, the the meat of it, I think it lost too many people because you know, perfectly honest, it nearly lost me. Oh yeah, know, like, three hours. <laughs> it's such a slow start. Like it, it is incredibly slow. Um, I think the opening. I'm sure before I got his hooks into me, it was a good three hours. Yeah, most people saying, like, just simply yeah. won't tolerate that and be like, on your bike. It was. I was so close to <laughs> just, but I was like. I know that murder's coming. So if you didn't <laughs> yeah. know that about this game, you would bin it. I think. <laughs> like if you went in blind, you wouldn't. You wouldn't wait for it. Like it's only because I was like, I know there is there there's is something this event. here. Yeah, there's something that's going to happen that it, that it hasn't happened yet. It was the only. But I reckon even if it had been another hour, so if it had been four hours, mm. I don't think I could have done it. No. I think I just have to go. No. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're talking about doing an hour or two of kind of character background work, yeah, you're talking five hours before you start really even getting into the meat of it. And that's, that's going to be tricky. I think for most people to digest. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would have, would have dropped it, but long before the murder happens for sure. Mm. And I think obviously part of that, this is, this is a game that requires a lot of reading. Yeah. A lot of reading. Now I like some of the reading. I like the way the glossary system works. When a it's not for those that don't read. No, if you don't want to read, read or can't read, like some of these peasants that are in there that are struggling with the basics, <laughs> then this ain't a game for you. Because there is there is next to no voice acting. The reason I say next to no voice acting is because bizarrely, <laughs> there's a character. There's there's characters that do make noise, singing, for example, and I was like. Right, that's interesting because it's impactful when you hear it because you mm. don't hear anything else. But then I was like, how much better could this game be with voice acting? Now, I know that comes with budget and time. It's a, mm. artistically or creative, they might not have wanted to do that. That's fine. Mm. But given you're asking a lot of the, you're asking a lot of the audience to, to read as much as you've got here, and they also are very stingy on the music. Most of the noise you hear is just diegetic noise from the, from noise. the from the town like mm. you go into that, that that central part of the town and that fucking cunt blacksmith's banging <laughs> that metal and if you're in there for 10 minutes of a conversation <laughs> with a few people that's all you can hear dang, 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 dang. you're like jesus yeah. shut up <laughs> but other than that it's fine but i do I know what you mean it's not very it's not very atmospheric is it it's no not- it's not it's not at all and maybe that's the atmosphere that i was trying to create like this small sort of sleepy town but yeah but it just fades into dullness yeah i think yeah. this is the problem i had with this game is that it's a lot of re- it feels like you're reading a book like there's oh, yeah. nothing there's not a lot going on there's you know it um, <laughs> What did you? Uh, and I just want to skip to this because it's on my. It's just annoyed me when I've thought about yep. it. Like the actual having to move the character around. <laughs> what do you mean? What annoyed well, you? Just, it just felt unnecessary. Like it was just a little bit clunky and. Oh yeah, I was yeah. To walk up at arrows and sort of go to and it. It's like well, just let it be a point and click then. Yeah. Or some sort. Like, or like it snaps to it and you. I just it that just annoyed me a bit because I was like, and sometimes you have to like get the character in the right angle to and sort of hold get the a little bit up and diagonally to make them go up to up yeah. on the fork or down the fork. It was irritating. It wasn't it wasn't very um. It's was a bit scruffy. And I was just, 
I was just a bit. It just felt a bit unnecessary. Like it, it was in about fifteen frames or something. It must have been as well. Like, and I was like, if you if you're going for this artsy style and this sort of like art book like thing with writing, like it's okay for it to be like pages. So you like the the different parts of the town are different pages or something. So you press back to go. And it just would have sped up the process of going to talk to people. Mm. I don't know. I just felt like that if they wanted to go down that artsy route, then make it a bit more artistic. Like, I don't under. I, I was sort of like, why am I? I didn't understand why I was like wandering around this village <laughs> that that was like it was inconvenient. It didn't. It wasn't like a bustling village most <laughs> of the time. Everyone just stands like still. Graveyard. Yeah. Apart from that fucking so, smashing the metal to pieces, he's the only one doing anything. But everyone else is just standing there, wait, waiting for you to go and talk to them. Mm. So it's not like yeah. A, yeah, it's not like a bustling, like you said, like living town. Everyone stands still and waits for you to go and chat to them. Now mm. the, the underhood of it, it does have a very complex kind of character um, structure, and there's a whole glossary of who's there, who they are, how they're related, mm. and that's kind of I guess what they're trying to hook people on is the, is the community aspect of this this tassing mm. town. And all the people that come through it and live there and, and die there and whatnot and kids mm. growing up, whatever it might be. There's definitely a theme to it in that sense. But the way it's kind of packaged, I would have... Yeah, I think you're maybe right. Maybe would have preferred a point and click in hindsight because it would have been quicker. Just click on the person yeah. or chat to it. It kind of wants to give you this agency because I think it's frightened of doing the point and click because it would be seen as, oh, just point and click. But mechanically, mm. it would have worked better for me. I think I was literally throughout the whole thing, I was like, oh, good, I've got to go... Say I've got to go back to the church, yeah. or I've got to go to like the, and it's like good. I've got to go for a. You got to run walk through the screens and through all the screens, and I was yeah. like, mm. yeah. that annoyed me having to go because there's a lot, as you say, there's a lot of back and forth in, yeah, and you're having to do that through this annoying, like, character that it, yeah, I just didn't think that worked very well for me. No, that's actually a good call out. I would actually think that a point and click would have served this a little bit better. Um, if you're it... doing all the text and it's all text and art based, yep. it's kind of obvious to do it. I don't know why they've decided to do it in this sort of like movable character yeah. thing. It, it, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I just didn't like that. I just thought it would have been better. I mean, arguably though, it doesn't translate. A point and click doesn't typically translate as well um, for a console. No, so we both played I'd, it on the Xbox console, didn't we? Yeah. Series X. Which, but I don't know. I think that that even if you just snap to it, I, I don't even think really moving it. I mean, I've got my controller in my hand now. Moving it around to like different parts isn't no. isn't the worst. I no. think it's still been better than moving that bloody character model. I've just played it on PC if that was the case, but yeah, I mean, there's, mm. there's definitely we've come a long way from you know that can, that can be mapped to a controller and work. Mm. I noticed there were some errors, which I was quite surprised at, given the relative scope of the game. Um, mm. It's quite broad in it's quite deep in some aspects, but it is quite a sort of condensed, isn't it? There's only a set number of people. There's a lot of them, and they so they're yeah. quite deep, but I. I wasn't mm. expecting to see this. So there were, there were situations where I would say things like, oh, I've never spoke to John. Like, who is he? And I spoke to John 10 minutes ago. It was almost, it, there was little inconsistencies like that. Mm. Um, someone saying, oh, I've gone to bed now. Good night. Go, all right, see you later. 
And then you go upstairs and they're just standing there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, having a massive blazing row with someone, like big fallout over huge, you know, issues, which is kind of one of the game's strengths is the, the issues that you kind of get snarled up in. Mm. And then you finish that conversation and then just because I have to test it, I go and talk yeah. to them again. They're like, how are you, Andreas? Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah. that kind of, that when that sort of stuff happened, I was a bit like, that's a bit disappointing because it's killing that whole vibe I just had. I had this massive, completely mm. understandable row with this 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 person and mm. the very next moment you can just chat to them. They're like, how are you doing? Mm. It's like, yeah. Mm. In a text space, I can see in a 3D voice acted well, but that might be tricky to implement. But when you got text, mm. I kind of expected a little bit better. Mm. But there are things to like about the game, I think. It's, it's a very much of a, a niche game. I think it always was set out to be that. The the creator and the director, Josh Sawyer, said, this is basically a passion project for me. I wanted to set it in this time period. Historically, mm. I have no reason to doubt the accuracy of it. Like If you're a history buff or someone interested in this time period or, or what's going on there is like i said the glossary of terms in there you'll learn mm. a lot i don't know if i retained much of it but during the journey <laughs> you, you learn an awful lot about that that kind of time in that area mm. um it's very specific it is like almost like you know european sent mm. like mid-centuries like 16th century like history and politics and religion and stuff. Europe it was a, bit a fucking like... war zone for so many hundreds of years. Everything, <laughs> kings and queens and all sorts of bollocks going on, wasn't there? It's always going on. It's still going still... on now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's not... never going to stop. No, it's true. So look, if that interests people, that's definitely a boon. If you want yeah. to just chill out and play it, that's a bit of a boon as well. Mm. I just don't know if it quite came together for me in total, mm. but I'll leave you to have the kind of final say and then we'll take a look at what we're going to do with this. Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky one. And I I think it largely didn't hit the mark that I thought it might do. Mm. But it kept me in for 20 hours plus. And it, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? And I'm still toying with it now. It's like, um, it's very much a feeling of what could have been, I mm. think, for, for the game. Um I, you know, I can forgive a lot of it. Some of it I can't. Um, I mean, I didn't have to play it. No. I quite like history, though, and I, I quite liked some aspects of the game. But yeah, my question mark is around, is that core narrative strong yeah. enough to to lead the game? And I'm, I'm still deciding. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are choice and consequences in the game as well, but that's only one kind of part of it. There is an overarching narrative that it wants to have you go mm. through experience. So um, it's, a, it's a tricky one. I mean, in some, sometimes it felt great other times, like feel, I mean, but mm. sometimes it was, I thought, oh, this is really interesting. Then other times it was just too many long periods of just pedestrian, mundane, mm. you know, tasks or what I was being asked to do or what I had to do mm. to kind of progress. And that really... The pacing was just completely off. I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could half the game's length. Maybe you can, but at yeah. times when I wanted to get on with it, I was thinking this is dragging. The early mm. part, I thought this is dragging because I'm making it drag because I'm, you know, keep going back to this fucking forest to see if anyone's shown up, and they, yeah. never, they never do because nothing mm. really changes on that on that aspect. And um, 
but towards the back end, I was like, good Lord, this is, this is now starting to be a bit of a chore, but mm. that's Pentiment widely crapped on there. I'd say if I was going to, without listening back to it, we don't have that ability yet to instantly ingest what we've just said. So mm. now we've got the real key decisions coming up. We've got the gaming gallery. Yeah. Does, does Pentiment in your eyes earn its place in there? No, <laughs> no, I don't think it does. I, I, and it feels slightly cruel, but mm. I just, um, I mean, I played through it, but there was just, even the, I'd say even the moments where there was stuff going on, they didn't hit the highs that I'd expect it to. Yeah. And large parts of the game are, are boring. I think, yeah. um, I think the game's too long. Um, you know, I, I, there were parts of it I enjoyed, and I was invested in the story of Andres, Andreas Mailer, but I just, I just don't think it, it hit the marks that I wanted it to. I mean, from a narrative game, you can forgive all the other things about it if that narrative's strong enough, and I don't think it is strong enough for me to, yeah. to put it in my gallery. Um, and I didn't particularly like some of the execution of, of the game either. So, yeah, not for me, I'm afraid. No, that's fair enough. I think I'm going to follow suit there and not chuck it in either, which I'm quite shocked at because this had all the, you know, had all the hallmarks of something that I would enjoy heavily and it just never quite consistently managed to get to that point where I was, you know, mm. engaged with it and enjoying it. And at the end, I remember that when I got finished, I was like, thank fuck. Yeah. And it's never a good sign when you get to the end of a game and it's kind of a sense of relief. No. Um, that's why I play things through to completion because sometimes I think, thank fuck, mm. that's over. But then when I don't, mm. I know obviously that I enjoyed that. Sometimes you think, oh, I don't want that to end. Yeah. That's the lie. Every game I want to end, I must say that. Mm. Some people say, oh, there's some games you just don't want to end. I'm like, No. I want to see what fucking happens and what how this is wrapping up for you. I want this off me plate. Yeah. I don't. I don't get that perspective. But this one, I was like, look, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened mm. really because this should have been an easy banker for me somewhere on the on the upper echelons in that gaming gallery. Now it's just going to be ushered out of the the front door. And- it's it's simple though, really. When you boil it down to it, it's too long and not engaging enough for a narrative-driven game. And on top of that, there's some execution faux pas i think um that that just make that whole journey a bit more irritating um i liked the style i liked how it looked i just didn't i just don't think it just quite got to where i wanted it to no and it is borderline to be fair i could have easily have put it in bronze i think and just well took the easy way and gone yeah bronze the dumping books bronze needs to have more respect put on its name this is the thing. I, and it's like, am I ever going to play it again? No, no. way. Because uh, uh, I think you said to me, are you going to play it for again or something to try and like, see how your choices yeah. like, pick some different things? And I was just like, no, I can't do that again. <laughs> no. For another 20 plus hours to get an unsatisfying outcome. Like, I just don't, I don't have an itch to do that. No. Um, so, yeah. According to how long to be, average playtime, I had it. I did, yeah, I don't know what I've done here. I've been clicking around in this store and blown it. Main story, 14 hours. Main story plus extras, 19 hours. All styles are 17 hours. No. 
<laughs> I'm not having it. It, it. it doesn't. I mean, I don't know whether it's maybe me or you. I know I'm Ronnie's slow. next level, but um, uh, I don't feel like. I mean, I was. I was. The, but the game tries to make you be thorough, so I was trying yeah. to be thorough. Well, it puts you in a situation like, where you're gonna feel like you have to be. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, I don't think it's now sitting, it's not pointing the finger at me going, well, it wasn't meant to be. Twi-. Well, you made me do that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yes, what you set up for me. Yeah, I mean, it had some had some high moments. I liked I liked the idea of you never being able to do everything. Yeah. And that kind of being in your, your control and you having just to follow your instinct mm. or your nose and thinking, well, this is the, the, the investigation path I'm going to go down and... At mm. the end of it, I'm going to present my findings and see what see what happens. And yeah. you know, they they shift up the scenarios throughout the throughout the game, which is which is kind of interesting. But generally, just wasn't wasn't looking forward to to playing it towards the after the first sort of five seven hours. I was like, oh, it's kind of wearing thin at this stage. And that unfortunately means Pentiment doesn't earn itself a way into the gaming gallery. If someone else comes along and plays it, they can they can go on their personal <laughs> exhibition. They can have that sitting there proudly but not on our watch pentamon fails to make the gaming gallery for either of us which is not that common anyway if you made it this far we're going to close down idle game chat for this edition and we thank you for your time and we're going to say ta-da This was a Dimp Digital production.